Law of One, session six, point two. If you remember last time, I had to cut it short because there was a lot of content and you're gonna see why now. In this part two, we're gonna talk about probably one of the most exciting topics in the whole Law of One, especially for us right now, harvest. So let's just get started. Quick refresher before we start up, just to remember how we got into this topic. In the last video, session six, part one, we were talking about the harvesting of the planet Maldic when it exploded and all the population had to be taken away and transferred here. So Don is asking this, and just like in the last video, I'm gonna go back and forth with the slides with you so I can explain this because harvest to me is like one of the most cherished topics, like I said in the whole law of one because it's talking about the ascension process which is what we're going through right now and it's going to make sense in this part of this session actually when we talk about uh, a specific question that I, i'm not going to get ahead of myself but it's very relevant right now and this is one of the parts where in the law of one you can get actually time frames of what is actually going to happen in the planet so with that let's go to the question that was left on the last video and let's get right into it too. So Don was asking, or saying rather, I think it would be appropriate to discover how the law of one acts in this transfer of beings to our planets and the action of harvests. To this Ra says, the law of one states simply that all things are one, that all beings are one. There are certain behaviors and thought forms consonant with the understanding and practice of this law. Those who, finishing a cycle of experience, demonstrate various grades of distortion of that understanding of thought and action will be separated by their own choice into the vibratory distortion most comfortable for their mind-body-spirit complexes. Let me stop it here and let's talk about this part a little bit. Now, what he's explaining basically is that when we as the bodies or the mind, body, spirit complexes, as you know, he explains, like us as an entity, we go through a cycle of experience, then once harvest occurs, it depends on where we are in our spiritual growth, if you will, which is, you know, a pretty good way to summarize how far have we gotten in our uh, ascension process and then they were going to separate us depending on our choice it could be into third density again fourth density if we're not ready for fourth density then they won't do that if we're not ready for fifth density they won't do that and it's going to make sense with the other things that they say so basically what they're what they're saying here is that that those who are finishing a cycle of experience then demonstrate various uh degrees or grades of distortion of the of that understanding of thought and action, which is what we're supposed to learn here, say in third density. Let's just concentrate on third density because that's what's relevant right now. But let's go on with the other part of this answer from Ra. He says, this process is guarded or watched by those nurturing beings who being very close to the law of one in their distortions, nevertheless have the distortion towards active service. Thus, the illusion is created of light 
or more properly but less understandably light love. This is in varying degrees of intensity. The spirit complex of each harvested entity moves along the line of lights until the light grows too glaring at which time the entity stops. Simple. So here what he's saying is that uh, first of all this process is guarded. It's not something that we spontaneously do uh, by our own actions and we're in charge. They are what we call the angelical beings, the higher dimensional beings, and just talking about them, I get goosebumps. Um, so they are guarding this process. That's why right now everybody's talking about your ancestors are here, your angels are here, your guides and everything else, because, uh, oh my God, the goosebumps. Okay, so <laughs> at this time, and I, you'll see why it's, it's right now actually that is happening. There is all these, uh, and of course, Ra is one of them. He's one of the higher dimensional beings that is part of the Confederation of Planets, which they'll talk about here in this session. But they are guarding this process. And they are the ones in charge in this sector of the galaxy where once harvest occurs, they just basically separate those who are uh, capable of living in fourth, fifth, or even sixth density to those who need to repeat third cycle, uh, third density cycle. That's what they're saying there. And I'm going to explain something else that I think it's, it's, it might be a little geeky from my side, but when they talk about, say, the illusion is created of light, this means that everything that we call an illusion here, manifestation as we know it, is created out of light. Now, the illusion of this planet and every other third density planet is created out of light as well. But remember, he says that it's also, it's less understandably light love is because light is love. And I'll explain this really quick. When we manifest things, we want to manifest them in the form of light or love. That's what creates our reality as it is. When people obviously create negative outcomes, they are also creating with light, but they're creating what I would call shadows. They're creating darkness, which is uh, an apparent illusion of non-existent light, but light is, uh, it's eternal. So just a little bit on that. And then, you know, it's interesting. I'll go back to the slide where it says, the spirit um, complex of each harvested entity moves along the line of light until the light grows too glaring, at which time the entity stops. And to me, what this means is that in the spectrum of the light that creates the, the, the world, the reality that we're living, especially when, it, when we talk about densities, they, the harvested entity moves along the line of third, fourth, fifth density, depending on where it's too glaring, which means that they're not prepared for it, it stops. So that's like the, the, uh, the allowance that we have or that we may have. But let me not linger too much into this and let's continue with the other stuff. Part of this question as well, and I'll discuss this um, also, he says, this entity, the one that moves through the, the spectrum of light and densities, this entity may have barely reached third density or may be very, very close to the ending of the third density light love distortion vibratory complex, meaning the density where they're supposed to be. Nevertheless, those who fall within this octave of, of intensifying light love then experience a major cycle during which the opportunities are many for the discovery of the distortions which are inherent in each entity and therefore the lessening of these distortions. 
Okay, so this one, um, it's actually very easy. Uh, they're talking about how uh, once you get to uh, to that point, and let me go back to the slide so I can read a specific part, what it says that once it reaches uh, or fall within this octave of intensifying light love, then experience a major cycle, meaning that us who came into, or not us actually, but say Maldek, the people from Maldek who came in a long time ago, they have to experience a major cycle to prove themselves and grow spiritually until harvest comes at the end of either a major or a great cycle, which again, they're gonna talk about it here. So that's all they're saying, that once you reach that point, like Maldek, uh, the population of Maldek did, they got here and now they need to experience a major cycle, which again, Don is gonna ask very soon. So let's go back to what they were talking about. And here it goes. He says, what is the length in our years of one is the one of these cycles currently. So this Ra says, okay, one major cycle is approximately twenty-five thousand of your years. There are three cycles of this nature during which those who have progressed may be harvested. At the end of three major cycles, that is approximately between seventy-five and seventy-six thousand years, all are harvested regardless of their progress. For during that time, the planet itself has moved through the useful part of that dimension and begins to cease being useful for the lower levels of vibration within that density. A lot of things to unpack here. First, we're talking about the major cycles. The major cycles are 25,000 years, and this coincides with a lot of awesome stuff. First, the cycle, the, the, the Mayan calendar talks about this stuff. The yugas of the Hindus talk about this. They have, I believe it's a 25 or 24,000 year. They got it pretty close. The precession of the equinoxes, which is something scientific that we have discovered happens and has a whole science behind it, which is amazing too, also talks about this stuff. Well, guess what? All of those major uh, cycles coincide in all the calendars in the past. That's why the Mayan calendar ended in 2012 that it was going to end right now. And we're gonna confirm it with raw two here. So a major cycle of 20 is 25,000 years. So to keep up with harvest, what happens is that at the end of a major cycle, there is a harvest, but then there is at the end of a great cycle, which is three major cycles, like they say here, 75 to 76,000 years, that's when they need to harvest everybody, regardless of their progress. So say, if you fail the first part of a major, of a great cycle, the first major cycle, so say 75,000 years ago, you started, you get to 50,000 years, you failed, you get a chance, you come back. Then you fail again 25,000 years ago, you fail, you come back. Remember Atlantis happened about 12,000 years ago. That was in the middle of this last major cycle. And I know I'm, uh, I'm um, downloading a lot of stuff for you or throwing a lot of stuff uh, for you, but just, uh, bear with me in this part because it's important. Then we're nearing the end of the cycle and they're gonna talk about it here, but just to give you the idea of how uh, how these cycles work, there are 25,000 year cycles, which, you know, if you fail, you get to come back again, but the earth is nearing the end of a great cycle. So before I keep talking and get ahead of myself, let's get into the next question 
which it's done asking right now what is the position of this planet with respect to progression of the cycle at this time and to this Ra says this sphere is at this time in fourth dimension vibration its material is quite confused due to the society memory complexes embedded in its consciousness it has not made an easy transition to the vibrations which beckon therefore it will be fetched with some inconvenience this is huge and i'll tell you why because what Ra is saying is that we are already in a fourth density vibration so basically the planet was in third density uh, physically and this this will clarify the confusion with some people always asking like what is fifth density you're talking about fifth density we're in third density well let me explain that part the planet itself has reached a point in which it's vibrating at fourth density that means that us as humans and that's why Ra says there are some inconveniences with our vibration we are still vibrating at third density which is separation division obviously we can see all the hatred and uh, the lack of love in the planet we are like neurons in the planet we are like neurons in the planet that create the consciousness of the planet so that's why he says there's a lot of inconvenience because we're supposed to be vibrating at fourth density already to make the transition into fourth density uh, planetary uh, upgrade let's call it so the earth is vibrating right now at four density that means that once we reach this threshold which we have already we need to be vibrating also at fourth density why because otherwise when the solar flash which again it's not part of this topic but once this actually ends physically then we won't have a uh, third density and this is why Ra also says here let me go back because I think his words are very important he says um, therefore it will be fetched with some inconvenience no I, I'm sorry I'm getting ahead of myself here again but I'll explain this as I go um, so what what actually happens is that we will be harvested and the people who are not ready for four density will not be able to live in this earth because it's not going to be available for them and again this will show up here and before I keep talking because I get very excited with this harvest process let's go back to the other question and it's Don saying talking about the inconvenience that we were talking about right now is this inconvenience imminent within a few years this inconvenience or this harmonious vibration complex has begun several of your years in the past it shall continue unabated for a period of approximately 3030 of your years so what he's saying actually is that the inconvenience that we have started a long time ago meaning that um, the, basically the vibration of the earth started a while ago probably a uh, hundred years ago or so and this is why in the 30s and 40s we started getting a lot of extraterrestrial and um, UFOs visits this is if you look up in history you would see that this is the phenomena that started happening actually at the end of the 1800s it was a lot more prevalent uh, but now more than ever but it, anyhow the thing is that the earth started vibrating at a fourth density but we as a humanity haven't 
So it was like a big shocker, you know, for the extraterrestrial that came here and saw that we were this belligerent people. So this is why they call it, it's a very disharmonious vibration that we we're having. Uh, and it says, now remember, and let me go back to the slide so you can see it again. It says, it'll continue unabated for a period of approximately 30 of your years. Now, remember, this was done in 1981. This session was done in 1981, which puts us approximately 2012, if you add 30 to it, meaning that at 2012, they were expecting the shift that actually happens during the harvest. And this is all part of the harvest, which again, we're gonna talk about a lot in every session, not every session, but in a lot of sessions now on, from now on. And uh, I just wanted to point that out, that they're talking about 2012 basically here, but let's go back and keep reading what I have for you. All right, so Don asks, after this 30 year period, I am assuming we will be a fourth dimension or four density planet. Is this correct? This is so, All right? Rack confirms it. He is saying that we would be after this four density planets completely. Then he asks, is it possible to estimate what percentage of the present population will inhabit the four density planets? And to this, he says, the harvesting is not yet. Thus estimation is meaningless. So a quick thing here is that the reason why they're saying this is because even though harvest is not here yet, say in 1981, there was no reason to make an estimation of how many people were going to uh, to be harvested or to, you know, what was going to be the, uh, the process. I mean, we have 30 years, entire generation, you know, can go through this process and, you know, the population would grow. You get the idea. That's why he responded this way. So I just wanted to make that, um, that little notes. Next question is, does the fact that we are in this transition period now have anything to do with the reason that you have made your information available to the population? Into this process, we have walked among your people. We remember, we remember sorrow. We have seen much. We have searched for an instrument of the proper parameters of distortion and mind-body-spirit complex and supporting an understanding group of mind-body-spirit complexes to accept this information with minimal distortion and maximal desire to serve for some of your years? The answer, in short, is yes. However, we wish you to know that in our memory, we thank you. This is like so amazing, so loving from them, just to say that last line that we wish to know, we wish you to know that in our memory, we thank you. Don was just asking if um, if this is the reason why they're contacting us again, and I think it's so beautiful that Ross says that they, you know, they have been here for a long time and they have seen our sorrow and they have been like our companions without being actually here, but seen our history, and they have been searching for an instrument like Carla in that time to give us this this knowledge and I don't know when I read this I, I just thought it was amazing that they would say something like this so I wanted to include it um, but again without getting too emotional <laughs> let's go back into the question that Don has uh, next and that is that has to do with UFOs now and he says that this shape craft we call UFOs have 
Some have been said to come possibly from the planet Venus. Would any of these be your craft? He says, we have used crystals for many purposes. The craft of which you speak have not been used by us in your space-time present memory complex. However, we have used crystals in the bell shape in the past of your illusion. Don asks, how many years ago in the past did you use the bell-shaped craft to come here? Then Ra says, we visited your peoples 18,000 of your years ago and did not land again 11,000 years ago. So I think we have discussed this in the past where they said they had been here before. And this is just asking uh, literally physically how many times or when they have come here with the crafts because Don is asking are those crafts yours have you been here have you been traveling and basically they're saying no uh, that they have been here in the past and that they have used those but I mean we already covered how they travel so they're not using spacecraft and the reason why they ask and this is a little background on Don and his team is that they have been contacted in the past uh, by extraterrestrials in um, in our solar system that have stationary um, spacecrafts and actually fleets. And that's why he's asking if these crafts are from them. But it, I mean, we know already that Rise, a higher dimensional being from from pretty, pretty far in, in the physical realm. So let's go back to the series of questions that Don keeps asking. And it has to do with the photographs of the bell-shaped craft and reports of contact from Venus exist from less than 30 years ago. Do you have any knowledge of these reports? Ross says, we have knowledge of oneness with these forays of your time-space presence. We are no longer of Venus. However, there are thought forms created among your peoples from our time of walking among you. The memory and thought forms created therefore, therefrom are part of your society memory complex. This mass consciousness, as you may call it, creates the experience once more for those who request such experience. The present Venus population is no longer sixth density. And just to clarify what they're saying here is that um, even though they have been here in the past, they have no longer come in in in, um, in crafts or visible crafts for us however because of the population here and the mass consciousness that we create it's almost like we uh, uploaded or downloaded actually uploaded our memories into the collective consciousness of seeing them and that still exists it's like the akashic records that exists and we download it now uh, now and then obviously erratically uh, but at some point, I guess, in our subconscious, and we recreate those images. So while they're not physical, they are thought forms, as they call it. And those, some of the things that we see are actually just thought forms and not actual physical objects. But that's how they explain it here. And there are some uh, several physical objects, and we'll get to those. So let's continue to what we have next. Do any of the UFOs that are presently reported from come from other planets here at this time, or do you have this knowledge? Ra says, I am one of the members of the Confederation of Planets in the service of the Infinite Creator. 
There are approximately 53 civilizations comprising approximately 500 planetary consciousness complexes in this confederation. This confederation contains those from your own planet who have attained dimensions beyond your third. It contains planetary entities within your solar system, and it contains planetary entities from other galaxies. It is a true confederation in that its members are not alike, but allied in the service according to the law of one. Awesome. The reason why I have this in orange, other galaxies, is something that's crucial to understanding their language. When they talk about other galaxies in general, and probably for most of the books, they're talking about solar systems or stellar systems, whichever you want to see it. They're not talking about our actual galaxies. And Don will ask this in the next sessions, but because it creates confusion when they talk about other galaxies. Is it Andromeda? Is this NG? You know, it's not another galaxy per se. They're talking about, say, Sirius or uh, Alpha Centauri or other stars that we know have planets. To them, they refer to them as galaxies because they are suns or stars that have planets and they call them galaxies for some reason. So again, this distinction is going to be clarified in the future, but I wanted to make sure that you don't get the wrong impression here when they talk about other galaxies. Okay, and the other thing that they're talking about here um, as it relates to the question that he asks is that um, they are members of the Confederation of Planets, which is approximately 53 civilizations comprising of approximately 500 planetary consciousness, which means that they are a, uh, they're not a specific planet or a group of specific planet. They are civilizations that exist in different planets who have al allied themselves in the law of one to, um, to spread this message basically. And that's what they're saying here. Uh, so when they refer to uh, bell-shaped crafts or any 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 sort of ET contact that or um, or uh, things that they have seen about the confederation of planets, they're talking about their own kind, basically uh, their own people or a group of people, as they say. So they'll make the distinction also with others that may be from the Orion group or others, but. That's basically the distinction that they're making here to say that, yes, they, they, they know about these, um, uh, these, these ET visitations, let's call it that. All right, next question is, do any of these come here at this time in spacecraft in the past, say, 30 years? Now, he's, Don is asking a lot about the past 30 years because uh, these the, these last 30 years before 1981, there was a lot of activity. Think about from the 50s to the 80s, there was a lot of activity in the um, in the skies. And if you remember the flyby from Washington, D.C. in 1951, I believe it was. I mean, there was a lot. Of, like right now, we don't see as many as they used to. So that's why he's asking a lot of this. To this, Ra says, though, we must state that this information is unimportant if you will understand this, we feel that the information may be acceptably offered. The law of one is what we are here to express. However, we will speak upon this subject. Each planetary entity which wishes to appear within your third dimensional space-time distortion requests permission to break quarantine, as you may call it, and appear to your peoples. 
The reason and purpose for this appearance is understood and either accepted or rejected. There have been as many as 15 of the Confederation entities in your skies at any one time, the others available to you through thought. At present, there are seven which are operating with craft in your density. Their purposes are very simple to allow those entities of your planet to become aware of infinity, which is often best expressed to the uninformed as the mysterious or unknown. So, okay, so let's dissect the past three slides because they are very important. Now, the first one is basically saying, and you're gonna see with the, the, the question that Don asked uh, last, because that would be the last question of this session, of course, um, and he, uh, Ra says that this information is unimportant because they came here to give the law of one. However, they will uh, they will comply and answer the question. So the answer is that yes, they have been um, they have been here, and the reason that they are here is because they need to ask for permission whenever they come into the planets. These entities that come here, they need to ask for permission in the Confederation of Planet to be allowed and sometimes they are rejected. Some of those missions are rejected and others are accepted. There's one cool mission that I'm not gonna get ahead of myself, but we will find out soon. Uh, and it has to do with a very important person that came here. You probably already know. So these missions are either approved or rejected. That's what he's saying in the second slide. And the third one, he's saying that at any present, uh, or right now, actually, there are seven which are operating in this density, and there have been like 15 in the past. That's the most that they have had here. And their purpose, like they say here, is to kind of like incite without breaking free will, incite people to wonder a little bit more about the the, the unknown, the mysterious, the um, which is basically what we're doing right now. We are talking about something that cannot be provable. Remember, all of this is conspiracy theories or ufology. People don't like to talk about this stuff, but that's how they like to keep it, to faith. We need to have faith that these things are possible. And, you know, they give every right for other people to not believe in this stuff, which is perfectly fine. Everybody lives their own reality. So that's what they're saying there. Let's go into the last question. And to this, I suppose Don got a little, you know, emotional about uh, Ross saying that, you know, this wasn't their, their purpose here, but here it goes. He says, I am fully aware that you are primarily interested in disseminating the law of one. However, it is my judgment, it could be wrong, that in order to disseminate this material, it will be necessary to include questions such as the one I have just asked for the purpose of creating the widest possible dissemination of the material. If this is not the objective, I could limit my questions only to the application of the law of one, but I understand that at this time, it is the objective to widely disseminate this material. Is this correct? Beautiful Raj says, this perception is only slightly distorted in your understand learning. We wish you to proceed as you deem proper. That is your place. We, in giving this information, find our distortion of understanding of our purpose to be that not only of the offering of information, but the weighting of it according to our distorted perceptions of its relative importance. Thus, you will find our statements at times to be those which imply that a question 
is unimportant. So beautiful. I love this. So they are saying that it's okay. You can ask any question. We are just saying that it's not according to the law of one. We're just telling you that the information that we're giving you is not really important for the law of one. So it's like a little distinction there. But your questions are your own, man. You can ask whatever you want. Um, and it's funny to see this in the text because it's not really expressed that way. But that's basically what they're saying. And Don is asking just out of pure respect, you know, to limit itself um, into it. I don't know. I just can't help but have like a pouring of love into this this final question that I had here. And that's why I wanted to include it. There's not much, you know, to get into it, but, um, you know, in terms of practical, you know, stuff, but uh, I just thought it was beautiful to add it in. So, I mean, this was a half hour. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, this is the part two of session six. After this, of course, they get into the typical question if, you know, there's, um, if the instrument Carla is fine. I mean, this was about 26 questions at this point. They ask, you know, what they can do to Carla, you know, to make her feel a little bit more comfortable. Uh, but after that, there's no more useful information that I wanted to share. So that's it. That culminates session six, part two, of course. And as you see, it was probably an hour long altogether. But I'm really excited to bring this up uh, for you because we're talking about harvest. We're talking about their expression here on Earth as beings, you know, UFOs and uh, there's a lot more to cover, but I think this was enough. This is probably the longest I've done. And again, I really thank you for watching. I really, really appreciate you uh, who are always there, just making the comments, um, creating you know this uh, this interest in the law of one, which is to me is the most important thing in my reality to express how this universe is, how it's created, how we live it and how we actually grow spiritually, which is the most important thing. And again, you know, I got really excited with this uh, session because we're talking about ascension. And ascension is, is not some topic that we can philosophize. It's actually something that's happening right now. Like they said, you know, we are at that point. So whenever I get uh, sessions like this that talk about this a lot, I'm going to try my best to make a long episode so I can explain and possibly open the discussion to explain these topics. So that's it for me. That's all I got. I will see you uh, in session seven, which is going to be the next video. And again, I know I thank you, but I'm really grateful that you watch all this. Remember everything else in the description box uh, for my social media, my Facebook group, and just anything else. My websites are there too. And I will leave you with just please subscribe if you're new to this. Uh, like, of course, because it does help. And it motivates me to keep creating this, even though I will continue to. But that's all I got. Thank you so much for watching all this. And I'll see you in session seven, which is the next video. Much love to everyone.